Welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage, a podcast designed to help you win at home and in life. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Winning Family, a podcast designed to help you win at home and in life. And I am joined by my amazing wife, Michelle. Hey, everybody. Welcome. And we are so honored that you have chosen yeah. to be a part of this podcast, whether you're watching uh, watching it on YouTube or mm-hmm. perhaps listening through the audio uh, version of our podcast. It means the world to us that you're a part of our winning family, yes. and we would love to encourage you uh, just to share, to rate, review, pass on the word to friends and family, coworkers that might benefit from this content as well. And today we're talking about, I think, one topic that perhaps we hear more about than perhaps any other, it's the subject to conflict. So as a parent, if you are struggling with conflict with, and let me just say, a preteen or teen, okay? Did you say if? Yeah, that's okay. a big word, big okay. big word, because <laughs> I know there are some perfect parents that might be listening oh, to this. Right. That's right. That's right. But for the other, you know, seven, whatever, eight billion people on the planet, <laughs> we all struggle with conflict when it yeah. comes to issues between us and our kids. And, and, and maybe I do, our marriage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and But we're going to kind of lock in today on that preteen-teen relationship. And yeah. I think, you know, rather than chasing the terrible two syndrome and all that stuff, I would rather focus today on this area of conflict that I know is an issue. And and here's one of the main reasons why I think conflict is at the forefront of a lot of parent, teen, preteen relationships is because of one word. It's the word independence. Mm -hmm. So when kids reach that 12, 13, you know, 11, 12, 13, really, as they're growing, they're developing physically, mentally, emotionally, I mean, in every realm, spiritually, morally, I mean, every aspect of their life is changing. And as kids become less dependent upon mom and dad, Mm -hmm. because now they're becoming more independent, with where they're going, their friendships, things that they're doing, things that they're doing when you're not around. And that might even be under your own roof. It might be in their home, in your home, in their bedroom, what they're watching, their video games, or, you know, list goes on and on and on. But what happens is, is it's, it's in that tug of war, it's in that struggle where that tension begins to manifest because now all of a sudden, the independent nature of our kids expressing their perspective, their views, their opinions, mm-hmm. basically doing what they want to do or what they don't want to do, all of a sudden can create a lot of combustion mm-hmm. in the home and in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I That's think right. it's very easy sometimes for parents to just maybe put down their foot and kind of clamp down a little harder and say, hey, if this is the way it's going to be. It's our way or the highway. It's it's kind of that uh, drill sergeant approach sometimes where maybe it's the extreme of like, you know, you're going to play by our rules and that's it. Or sometimes we can take it to the other extreme and we just kind of take more of a passive approach. And now all of a sudden we feel maybe that we're being disrespected and taken advantage of and violated as parents. Right. So you or have all these things going on. Therapeutic approach <laughs> that is, you know, very popular right now is to, you know, 
uh, we're getting ready to talk through some ways to handle it, but I, I don't know. I think that there can be a very lenient approach too, as well. So that we got to find that happy medium there, because we we are raising our children not to to keep them under our thumb, but to raise them up to release them. So they're learning through conflict and how we handle conflict. They're learning how they're gonna handle conflict for life. So Absolutely. it's really, really important that we have some sort of a, um, a structure that we have put in place in our mind. This is something really simple that you've put together, Rodney, that's super helpful to remember when you get into a conflict situation with your children. I said when, not if, because <laughs> it you will. Maybe it's today, maybe it's tomorrow. Uh, but this is a great structure to remember um, when it comes to handling conflict, because we want to teach them. We don't want to have to always have our thumb on our, our kids. We want to raise them up and release them to be healthy in dealing with conflict because conflict will happen it's going to happen no matter what career they choose no matter what path they choose they're going to have conflict in life and it's super important that we're teaching them how to handle it yes and yeah. we i'm super excited because this year we're going to be rolling out a new book called we can work it out and yeah. it's called creative conflict with your team team so and so it so yes, it's all so about good. this whole issue of handling conflict in a, in a, in a creative way, in a life-giving way. Mm -hmm. And because at the end of the day, we can work it out. We can get on the same page. That's and right. so that's what we want to help accomplish today. And I love what you just emphasized, Michelle, because I think it's so important. I love what Romans 12, 2 says. It's kind of our theme verse, life yes. verse in so many ways, but yes. it says, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world but be mm -hmm. transformed by the renewing of your mind. So in other words, we gotta change the way we think when it comes to this whole issue of conflict. Mm -hmm. Rather than conforming to what, maybe what comes natural because that's what we heard or what we saw our parents do in terms of how they rectified or how they handled conflict in their marriage or maybe the way they treated you or talked to you or handled you and you were growing up, it's mm -hmm. or or what what we see and hear on television or in all of the videos and stuff where there's so much dishonor and disrespect and sarcasm and I mean the world it's it's unbelievable how much influence it does the culture the pop culture of our society it has so much influence not just on our kids but even on us as parents mm -hmm. so yeah it, it's, it's heartbreaking it really world. is to to see our culture where it's at right now just with the anger and the uh, frustration and the conflict that is um, celebrated um, in our world on TikTok or instagram or youtube or whatever video you're watching or or like you said tv or the news it's it's <clears throat> It is the custom of our culture. Yeah. I mean, it is the highlighted thing for you to get up on your soapbox and oh, let yeah, it be just known. Go off on you know? Somebody, so you know? this is what our kids this is the culture our kids are raised in. And yeah. um, behind closed doors, behind their bedroom door, they're they're on their phone and and they're watching and being trained by this anger that is just prevalent in our culture. Um, so yeah. Yeah, so we have to mm -hmm. allow God to ultimately transform yeah. 
That's our right. mind, our hearts, and really just our approach to how we handle this issue of conflict. And yeah, so, because the most important voice right now in our kids' lives, you know, we we do think it's maybe what they're hearing on TV or uh, through their phone or their their friends. But still, if your kids are under your your roof, really, you still have the most important voice in their life right absolutely. now. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. So with that, what we want to do is just give you something very simple. And again, it's it's more of a framework that you can utilize. And I really encourage you to write this down. I would encourage mm-hmm. you just to reflect on this a little bit just before you have that conversation with your son or your daughter, before you confront them about things that need to be confronted. And especially mm-hmm. if you find yourself in the heat of the moment, Uh, Because that's when we're in reactive mode, when we go into an argument without a plan, when we go in unprepared, then we end up saying things we wish we wouldn't have said or doing things we wish we wouldn't have done. And all of a sudden we have that regret and then we feel guilt and, you know, but what once it's said, we can't take it back. Mm -hmm. And once it's done, we can't undo it. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important that we really be calculated that we are mm-hmm. very composed that again we're under the, the the control of the holy spirit so that we are building bridges between us and our kids at the end of the day we've got to keep our kids hearts open and soft because right. it's not about rules it is not about it's our way or the highway why you're under our roof you're doing it this way the moment we take on that kind of an approach all we're doing is we are hardening the hardening the heart of our children, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it is not about rules. Mm-hmm. It is about a relationship. Mm-hmm. One of good. our dear friends and mentor, Josh McDowell, he used to say it this this way: "Rules without a relationship only lead to rebellion, mm-hmm. but a relationship, along with rules, guidelines, boundaries." All of, over time will build respect. Mm-hmm. So, and we have to model and live out what we say. We can't just preach it, we gotta live it. Mm-hmm. So that is what's gonna speak louder than any word when it comes to us modeling this message in terms of how we handle conflict. Mm-hmm. So our like kids- how you said over time. Yeah. Because it's that consistency over time that, makes a difference absolutely yeah. because the only chances are the only reason why in in for couples for example mm-hmm. they may argue the way they argue and fight the way they fight when it comes to the things they say to to each other or how they handle conflict mm-hmm. is probably just because they're in default default mode of what they saw their parents do and how they handled it's absolutely. either fight or flight you know it's it's one of the two and I think the same can be true even in the parent-teen relationship or preteen relationship 100%. where it's that fight or flight. And again, all of that just hardens the heart. So we want to build bridges. We want to build relationship. We want to do anything and everything we can to keep harmony in the home mm-hmm. and make sure the relationship wins. We're not compromising. We are making sure that the relationship wins we want to build build homes of honor and Mm -hmm. and that really just comes through keeping that relationship high that's right and i think it is thinking about it Mm -hmm. you know stopping and not just 
coming out of a response mode, but just because you, and you're listening to this podcast right now, you're you're thinking about it right now, and I think all of us have sent the text that we wish we could take back. You know that we didn't think it all the way through. We didn't stop and think about how we're going <laughs> to handle the situation. Maybe pray. <laughs> so let's talk it through. Yeah, don't blow up your kid's phone in the middle of school with all capital letters. You know, <laughs> oh, you just wait till you get home. <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> so yeah. let's let's kind of get real practical here. So. Uh, so I like the word handle because mm-hmm. like, how do you handle conflict yeah. and is there a handle you can kind of hang on to, to hold to when it comes to doing it in the right way? That's life giving. So what I love acronyms, they're just helpful. But anyway, some people think they're cheesy, but that's okay. So let me just say this. <laughs> I just, I just really, if I could summarize it in one word or one phrase or statement, let me just say it this way. I, I, re- I believe this with all of my being. And I say this out of 30 plus years of marriage, 30 plus years of doing ministry, raising mm-hmm. our own kids, mm-hmm. working with so many families over the years. And you've spoken to millions of over kids. Over two million yeah. kids. So here, here's what I know to be true. Yeah. And I, let, me, let me just make sure I get this statement right. And I believe this. All conflict or all conflicts are the result of unrealistic, uncommunicated, unmet or unfulfilled expectations yeah and at the end of the day it it is it's just there are certain expectations that we have Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden when those unrealistic or unmet expectations are unrealized or needs are not being met or whatever the situation is then what happens there's conflict Mm -hmm. and so somebody's hurt somebody feels disrespected someone feels ignored someone feels you know betrayed whatever you know fill in the blank in terms of that feeling that emotion you have well again that's either going to cause you to fight or it's going to cause you to withdraw flight and neither one is healthy so here's what i want to encourage you to do james 4 1 says it this way where do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from, James says? Do you think they just happen? Think again. They come about because you want your own way and fight for it deep inside yourselves. Mm. So at the end of the day, I want what I want, you want what you want, and it really comes down to, okay, who's going to get what they want? Who's going to win? <laughs> and it's not a matter of who gets what they want. It ultimately is what is the God honoring thing for us to accomplish? How can God get glory in how we handle and rectify this argument or this disagreement or this difference of opinion or perspective? Mm-hmm. So rather than just, you know, go at it and spin your wheels going nowhere, you getting know, louder and louder. getting louder and louder. And again, <laughs> yeah. you know, having yeah. a lot of regret along the way. Right. Let me give you some things that I think will be helpful, once again, just to kind of serve as a guideline in the midst of the emotions that are that are running high. And the H stands for hold your temper. And again, I know that's easier said than done because our kids, they know how to push our buttons. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is maybe that rolling of the eyes or it's that, you know, they're totally ignoring what we're saying or what we're asking them to do. It could be potentially just, mm-hmm. you know, 
just something incredibly disrespectful that they say that's even hurtful. And it's very easy to react and just go off, you know, and just unleash, you know, whatever comes to mind. And all of a sudden, we're allowing anger to get the best of us. Mm -hmm. So we have to hold our temper. I love what Proverbs 29, verse 11 says. It says, a fool expresses all his emotions. But notice, a wise person controls them. So it's easy for kids just to vent. But we as parents... We've got to model this by example and use wisdom in just maintaining our composure and staying in control of the situation rather than just flying off at the handle. So we have to hold our temper rather than allowing the volume level to really accomplish nothing other than the fact that we're only, once again, creating a wedge rather than building a bridge. I love what our friends, the Thomases, uh, said at our marriage retreat that we had, the Love Lock retreat. They said that uh, you got to do the Texas two-step. You remember that? I love oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. So that's slow to speak. Slow to become angry. Like slow to be. Become, quick to listen. Quick, quick to listen. That's right. Quick to listen. Slow to speak. Slow to become angry. Yeah. So the slow to speak, slow to become angry. And then you take that next step. Yeah. The Texas two-step. I love that. That is. That's the key. <laughs> Which leads us to the next step there. The letter A stands for admit your anger. Yeah. So I love that because, again, it's that be quick to listen, you know, slow to get angry. Mm-hmm. And in anger, what you got to realize, ang- ang- anger is a real emotion. And it's a natural, normal emotion. Ang- getting angry is not sinful. So don't think that, oh, no, I'm sinning against God because I got angry. Well, Jesus got angry. It's, it's do not sin in your anger. So it's what, you, what do you do with that anger? Are you mm-hmm. saying things that are destructive? Are you saying things that are, again, you know, things that we will, we will ultimately regret? It's like, it's like fire. It's destructive, and it mm-hmm. spreads, and it destroys. And so... Again, anger is so, uh, I mean, it's just, it, in, I hate to use the word violent, but it can turn into violence mm-hmm. if we're not careful mm-hmm. so because it, admit- it rages. That's what anger does. Mm-hmm. It's what fire does. You know, it says it this way in Ephesians 4, verses 26 and 27, and don't sin by letting anger control you. And I love this. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. So the moment we allow anger to take control, all of a sudden we have just opened the floodgates for the evil one to come in and wreak havoc. Mm-hmm. I love what our former mentor, the late great Gary Smalley said. He said, always keep honor high and anger low. Mm-hmm. And if we can just practice that, that's a game changer in and of itself. Keep honor high and anger low. Right. So we gotta make sure we hold our temper, that we admit our anger, and let me, let me just um, give you some examples of what I mean by that. So let's just say your son or your daughter did something or said something that was, again, maybe it was against your, your values as a family. Maybe it was just spiritually, morally wrong what they did. Maybe they said something or did something that was extremely hurtful, disrespectful. Well, you don't, you don't dismiss the fact that it hurt you. It hurt you. 
And not only did it hurt you, but it, it naturally caused you to grow angry. But it's also important that you admit your anger to them by simply, instead of yelling at them, it's more of, I want you to understand that what you said, and not just what you said, but it was also the way you said it was very, very hurtful. And it caused me to feel this away. Well, what you're doing now is you're helping, you're helping them understand the why behind the what, but you're also opening up your heart and letting them into your world so that they understand that you're not just mom or you're not just dad, but you love them. And it hurt you that they said what they said or that they didn't do what they, that they promised that they would do. It, it, it violated the trust or whatever the situation or circumstances might be. But it's admitting your anger rather than just pushing it under the rug and pretending it didn't, didn't, didn't exist or it didn't hurt or no big deal or whatever. Because, you know, anger over time will manifest itself into resentment. And then resentment will ultimately turn to bitterness if it's left unchecked. So, so how would you, I, you know, you think that through because some situations you have to deal with immediately. Um, but, and I think in our culture, I think in our world, just the way that things move so fast, you want to deal with things really quickly. But sometimes you need to take a minute, take a breath. And <laughs> take a time out for yourself as a parent. Maybe you need to go shut yourself in your room for a second and, hey, get yourself together great, and think it through. Uh, what is my next step? You know, maybe I was angry thought. and I've got to take a second, take a breather. Hey, I, I need to step away from this situation for a few minutes and then I'm going to come back to it, you know, because we feel like we got to deal. At least I'm that way. I, I feel like I got to deal with things right then, right there. I got to get this dealt with. You know, I got to bring closure to something. That's just my personality. I got to finish this. And uh, and that can cause more anger. Yeah. You know, more anger can come out if you're trying to deal with something and it's not getting where you're needing it to go. So sometimes you got to take a minute and step back. Don't let the devil have that foothold because, boy, once he gets it, you get to go and then, man, he can get that door open quick and you are going to sin in your anger, you know. But like you said, anger is not a sin in itself. It's an emotion. So we got to sit back, take a second, think about what you're going to say next before you say it. Because like you said, once it's said, it's said, and you can't take it back. Once that text is sent, you, it's sent. And maybe you can take them back now, but most of the time people see it before you take it back. So it's it's so important that we take a minute to, to breathe and think it yeah. through, yeah. you know, That's, how we're dealing with our kids. Because yeah. they remember. They yeah. remember. It, yeah. Timing is everything yeah. in, in your moments of conversation especially when you're confronting yeah and you just want to make sure you pick the right time That's and, good. and, yeah. and any time mm -hmm. that you do find your volume level getting louder or <laughs> the veins start bulging out the side of the neck you know it's time to take a chill pill for a moment yeah. step step away say hey we're, we're both getting over we're, we're both getting overheated we're both at not at a good place let's take mm -hmm. 10 minutes mm -hmm. let's let's think about what we need to talk about let's gain our composure and let's sit down and let's talk through this because again you don't want to have any regrets and if we're going to mm -hmm. 
win the day when it comes to glorifying God at the end of it all, then we have to handle it the right way. Mm -hmm. And so just making sure the anger issue is in check. So admitting that you're angry, hey, let's take 10 minutes, let's let's mm-hmm. cool down, let's get it let's gain our composure and let's talk through this. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll find in the process, I think you'll find that it will be a, a game changer on so many different levels mm-hmm. to help you um, you know, when it comes to just resolving the conflict in the right way. The other mm-hmm. thing would be just what I call the end, which is no judgment allowed. So what I mean by that is I think sometimes in our quick-to-judge world, I mean, social media, I mean, everybody is now, I mean, oh my goodness, it's just gotten crazy. So what happens is is that we just all automatically rush to conclusion that, oh, she she this is so much like her you know she or he is this or he is that or you know and all of a sudden we are already assuming that someone is guilty especially Mm -hmm. maybe based on a track record or an association because they were hanging out with this guy or, or hanging out with that girl and all of a sudden i knew it i should have known and all of a sudden we've already filled in the blank because they were caught you know, hanging out with this guy or this girl, and we, in our mind, think that this guy or this girl has a certain reputation that we don't want our son or our daughter being exposed to, and so just they're guilty by association, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so rather than, again, being quick to judge, quick to blame, quick to point our finger, condemn, we just need to make sure that we get all the facts. Mm-hmm. It's easy to write our own story. Absolutely. <laughs> Without getting all the facts ahead of time. It's so easy. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, to just go ahead and finish the story before you've ever even heard the facts at all. Which leads to the next one, which mm-hmm. is the D, and that's deal with the facts. Mm-hmm. So rather than, you know, again, rushing to judgment, let's get the facts on, out on the table. And yeah. I think it's important that we allow our children to first of all tell us their version of the story you know let's 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 let them have a voice let's hear them out maybe what we do is we we maybe talk to the coach maybe we talk to the teacher maybe we talk to the other parents making sure the story lines up making sure that which we're going to do another episode online. Or with the brothers and the sisters, because you know there's conflict. There's always a witness somewhere. Somebody heard something, somebody saw something. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so so it's crucial that, again, we deal with the facts and don't go historical on them. You mean hysterical? No, historical. (laughs) Don't bring up the past. Don't say, well, you did this. I'm a remember. You always. Yeah, you always, or this, this is, you, you know, whatever. Here's the thing. We have to make sure that we are speaking with wisdom, that we are speaking with facts, and we may better make sure that we've done our homework, that that we bring the facts to the table too, Because at the end of the day, truth will prevail. Mm. And so we got to speak the truth in love, and hidden things will be revealed. And our kids have got to also learn that their sin will find them out mm. one way or the other. 
Well, again, we're going to talk about this in another episode because this is huge. But at the end of the day, we have to deal with the facts. It's mm-hmm. so, so vitally mm-hmm. important. It's learn to speak the truth in love with the spirit of love is so important. And then the L stands for, for listen. So it's not only listening with our ears. The Bible says be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. But it's also listening with our hearts, listening with our eyes. It's all the nonverbal things sometimes mm-hmm. that kids communicate. So we're listening. I, in, in my book called Why Your Kids Do What They Do, I outline nine specific ways that you can listen to your kids. And I encourage you to get a copy of that book. It's, it's, it is one that I think every parent needs to hear and understand and learn more about when it comes to the five unspoken needs of our kids and what happens when those, when those needs go unmet because ultimately it drives the behavior, the choices they make. So all that to say, learn to listen. Listen with your heart. Listen to what's going on in their world. Try to see from their perspective, hear from their perspective, feel from their perspective. Listen, because it will do so much I think to the relationship. Yeah, that's such a great point, because we are so focused on the goals in life, you know, the end result, um, whatever, you know, work responsibilities we have, or um, the kids' academic responsibilities, or the goals that we have for them athletically, whatever it is. Um, are we in life? Are we just listening always? <laughs> Do we always kind of have that that uh, perked up ear where we're always listening? Mm. You know, are we too busy where we can't listen? I guess is what I'm getting at. It's just important that we kind of have an assessment before we get into the conflict that we have a perspective of where they're at already so that we can listen even with greater intention because we're putting it in perspective of where we know they are already at. Yeah. It's just important that we're always listening, not just in the conflict, but outside the conflict too. Yeah, and how we yeah. build, build those bridges is that, hey, I can see things from your perspective. Yeah, I, under- I understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. and I can, I, can, I can understand that you would feel the way that you feel. But on the flip side of that, they also are seeing things from your perspective and feeling what you're feeling mm-hmm. and that's how you work it out that that's yeah. how you win in the relationship that's how you keep that bridge built and keep hearts softened that's good by just listening listening is so important to resolving conflict and then the last thing is if, if is evaluate that's the e in the word handle is evaluate mm-hmm. so when it comes to evaluating, it's learning, it's growing, it's mm. it's taking a step back and say, what what could we have done to prevent the argument that we just had? Mm. What could we have what could we have done differently? Um, what 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 is going to help me learn more about where you're coming from, or learn more about your the perspective you have? And is there anything that that I did, or anything that I said that was wrong? Is there any impure motive that I had? And so that's why Psalm 139 is so important, you know, where where King David, you know, he went before God and he just simply confessed and asked God, create in me a clean heart, reveal, examine my heart, tell me, is there anything Mm -hmm. in my life? You know, and it's important that we open up our hearts and ask Mm -hmm. that question to our kids, say, Mm -hmm. is there anything that mom or dad could have done differently, you know? and in, in I think what happens is, again, rather than allowing pride, the Bible says pride comes before a fall. 
But what the Bible says we're to humble ourselves before God's mighty hand, mm-hmm. to resist. You know, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Mm-hmm. So it takes humility. We It's that balance as parents of of love and, mm-hmm. and respect. It's the love and the limits. We, we have to establish our parental authority, mm-hmm. but not uh, not exert that parental authority where we're holding it over our kids, mm-hmm. but it is also balancing that authority with the limits, the accountability, but at the mm-hmm. same time, we're doing it gracefully mm-hmm. with a spirit of love mm-hmm. that keeps, again, our children's hearts open. Mm-hmm. Because we're at a stage in our lives where we got three kids, three adult kids, uh, two one grandbaby already here, another on the way mm-hmm. at the time of the recording of this podcast. And you know what? We are having the time of our lives because now we're at a place and a stage and a season in our lives where we're best friends with our kids. Mm-hmm. And that means the world. We'd rather be with one another than anybody else on the planet. And it's, we've worked mm-hmm. hard to keep that those relationships right. to where we, we look forward to being together. And we love one another, and it hasn't yeah. always been easy. <laughs> it's yeah. been messy, and we've had many, many moments through the years where a lot of tears, and you know, a lot of arguments, and a lot of family powwows. We had to sit down, and we had to, you and I had to be referees in the middle of World War Three, and That's between right. our kids. But <laughs> hey, conflict is inevitable. It's not a matter of if, like we were talking about earlier. That's it's right. a matter of when, and then ultimately, how do we handle? that conflict i love it you know i think when just processing all of this talking about conflict aren't we thankful for our heavenly father oh you know we we have our earthly fathers Amen and the way that we handle conflict mothers here on earth but so thankful for our heavenly father and the way that he has handled the conflict with us mm. <laughs> and he sets the example for That's us right. That's right. Thank you so much for joining us, the Winning Family Podcast. That's right. Well, this is a podcast that ultimately is designed to help you win at home and in life. And again, rate, review, pass the word. Let us hear from you. And uh, we'd love to know how we can pray with you, pray for your kids. We actually have a website called PrayForMyKids.com. PrayForMyKids.com. There's a, it's just a simple website that allows you to fill out a prayer request. We'd love to stand with you in prayer, pray over specific things related to you as a parent, grandparent, and let's stand together and support and encourage one another in these difficult days. But we love you guys. Can't yeah. wait to be with you again in our next episode of The Winning Family.